Yo, yo, golfers, what's going on? Welcome back to the podcast. Tim Connor here, golf coach, golf academy owner. And I think I need a new introduction. What do you think? We've been doing this for a little while. Maybe something a little snappier, maybe a new jingle. I don't know. You got any ideas? Shout them out to me. Let me know. I always appreciate hearing from you guys. Leave this podcast a review. Share it with your friend. Honestly, let's dig into podcast business really quick. If you want to help a podcast, one that you like, even if it's not mine, the biggest thing you can do is just leave it a review or share it with a friend. A lot of us do these things for free, mainly because we might have something we want to share or a mission or for me, it's just like, I want to help golfers and, and it feels really good to like, let my information breathe out into the world. You know, I get to teach lessons every single day and I feel like if I don't let the things I get to learn breathe a little bit, I feel like we're just kind of closing the chapter on a book that could progressively be growing and, and breathing as well because as I continue to do more, I get more experience and I can share more things. Stuff like that. So anyway, that's the business of podcasting. If you have somebody you like, you appreciate what they're doing, leave them a review. I think it's really cool of you to do that. And it's very helpful for us on the podcasting side of stuff. But let's talk about golf. Let's talk about playing better golf. Actually, well, yeah, kind of playing better golf. But diagnosing why you suck, why you're struggling. There is... I don't know. I think this has just come with maturity as I've done this for a long time. Like I keep seeing these recurring things and there's always a pattern to why players play bad. So let's talk about some of those patterns. It is a little bit of a mindset talk. It is a little bit of like diagnose how to play better golf kind of deal. So let's dig in. Every single time a player comes in and they're struggling, they have a negative mindset. They're worried about what could go wrong. And this is a really difficult thing for someone to change that has had poor results because positive results breeds a positive mindset. But if you have negative results, how do you have a positive mindset? Well, you have lower expectations for one, for your outcome. Lower your expectations, like just go out and just try. And if you see and, and, and change your idea of what a good shot is. For example, in the past, maybe you thought you needed to hit it perfect to give yourself a pat on the back. Well, let's change that. Maybe let's hit it, you know, just average, and that's good. Because over time, a positive mindset will yield better results. And negative mindset just compounds. So, for example, if every time you look at a hole and you're like, oh, there's a bunker, there's water, there's this, there's that, all you see is those bad things. And all those bad things will come to fruition in your golf game because that's what you're looking at. Instead of looking at the fairway, instead of thinking about, well, what happens if this goes well? You ever think about that? Like, what happens if this goes well? Oh, I've done, I've done this before, so I'm capable of doing this again. Or bring up a positive memory. Oh, I remember playing, you know, six holes ago, I hit this wonderful high draw to a back left pin. Why couldn't I do that again? You know, it seems just foster that energy and try to translate it into your golf shots. So what does all that mean? Well, bad players have negative mindsets. Good players have positive mindsets. We think about different things. And I'm definitely going to lump myself into the good player category here. Good players think about different things. They think about what could go right. They think about where they want their ball to go instead of where they don't want their ball to go. That is a major mindset shift. Another reason you play bad golf is you go to the golf course every single time and you play for score. 
you need to balance out playing for score with playing for fun. If you're never playing for fun, you are never learning how to be creative. You are never learning how to trust your shot style. You are never learning how to trust new movement, new motion. All of these things need trust. And creativity is a very important long-term category that you need to invest in. So when you go play golf, it's cool to work the ball right and work the ball left. Why? Because you're learning how to be creative and that creativity will show up when you need it most. Why do you think Phil Mickelson is capable of playing out of the trees so well? Why do you think Tiger Woods has hit some of the most shot bending shapes in the history of golf? Like just some of the most beautiful recovery shots because he's hit those shots before he's practiced those things and those skills don't just show up under pressure. They're not just magically there. They are bringing those skills back from somewhere. They're leaning on some type of experience in the past. They've seen that shot before. They've hit that shot before. And because they've done that, they're capable of leaning into that and performing when it really matters. That is so important. I can't stress how important it is that you go play golf for fun. What's a golf for fun round look like? Well, it looks like showing up and just going out and, and dropping an extra ball when you need to and trying different things and not putting your emphasis on shooting a score. That emphasis on shooting a score, whew, that will get you in trouble quickly. Now, you do need to learn to play for score too, right? But these are two different things. There's a reason that a tour player doesn't play seven competitive days in a row. They play four days in a row if they're lucky. And the three days prior to that, they're not playing competitive golf. They're playing for fun. They're learning the course. And maybe they're playing a little competitive bet with their friends, but they're really just trying to get the juices flowing. They're not, they're not trying to try their best. Because if you really want to try your best and play your best, you have to ramp down to be able to ramp up. There are a lot of parallels to this when it comes to sports and just like sports psychology. To play your best, you can't always be your best. You have to ramp up to that. And then hopefully we can hold that momentum for some amount of time. For a tour golfer, it's hopefully they can string it together for four days in a row. Four days in a row is, is a lot, honestly, and they're capable of doing that because they're mentally some of the sharpest, strongest best players in the world. All right. Another reason you play bad golf is your fundamental technique is poor. Now, how do you diagnose if you're this person? Well, you play golf weekly and you don't improve. You get out and you get reps in, but you've plateaued. This can happen at a variety of stages. I find most players are putting the amount of time in they need to. Perhaps they just haven't put the time in the right places. You struggle with your contact or you have a two-way miss. Both of those are reasons that your fundamentals aren't very strong. If your fundamentals are strong and you've gotten some practice in, you should be fully capable of stepping up to that golf ball and having confidence you can create good contact and a similar curvature. Now, if your fundamentals are weak, it requires much more timing to time up how to hit the golf ball relatively straight. 
And most commonly is a two-way miss because the fundamentals are weak, meaning maybe your face is too open or your elbows are too wide or your arms are too bent and there's just too much moving going on down at the club face. You're going to lack predictability day to day because you have like 15 parts that need to be perfectly timed for you to hit the golf ball well. And that's why you'll ebb and flow out of good golf and bad golf. Like you might play well for a couple holes and then you might play poorly for six and then play good for a couple more and then play poorly. And then you wonder why all of a sudden this shot sneaks up out of nowhere that you haven't seen in a while. It's just because one of those pieces fell out of place. It's not because your swing is fundamentally sound and you've really dialed it in. Now, that being said, if your swing is fundamentally sound, you're going to have a much more predictable shot flight, shot pattern, and ball flight. Can you still miss hit the ball? Yeah, but it's going to show up much less frequently than if you have multiple moving parts that you need to time up. It's just one of those deals where, I don't know, I guess as I'm getting older with the game and I've just done, I've been around it for so long, I've seen so many players that play well and so many players that play poorly. And there's just a difference, you guys. There's like, there's a difference in mindset. There's a difference in how they practice. And on the practice note, very, very important. Good players practice with a purpose. Bad players, they just go hit golf balls. They just beat on them one after another after another, thinking that something will change. It's better not to practice than to practice with no purpose. If you practice with a purpose, when you practice, you will just you will keep crawling and getting better and better over time. If you have a mission, if you have a purpose, if you have a reason for being out there, something that you're working on, you're just sharpening that edge, you're just continuing to sharpen that edge because when you go out, you have something that you're working on. Whether that's technique or mindset or routine, there's just so many things in golf to be good at, but that's that's what makes the sport interesting is there's all this variety of skills. And then you once you've built skills, then you get to dig in on course management and mindset and how to keep yourself present, how to keep yourself in a flow state. There's just a lot to it. And that's why we've been able to keep recording this podcast every week because there is a lot going on. Anyway, y'all, I just wanted to hop on here today and talk a little bit about what separates good players from bad players. What are the things that you're most likely struggling with if you're not seeing the kind of progress you would like to be seeing? If any of these things struck a note with you, rung a bell, feel free to send me an email. I'm happy to help. What I can help through email. I appreciate hearing from y'all and just know that golf is a game that you can play for a long time. So if you get a little bit better every year, you're going to end up being the best in your group for sure. And chances are, if your fundamentals are lacking, you can make a lot of progress pretty quickly if you just buckle down and do some hard work. Hard work is a good thing. Satisfaction in golf, like playing really good, actually comes, it's like delayed gratification. Nobody gets good overnight. Some people are more naturally talented than others. But I'll place my bet on the person that's going to work on their game. They're going to work hard, but they're also going to work smart. They're going to plan their work and work their plan. Be that person. Put the work in the right places. Do a little bit every week to, to set yourself going the right direction. You'll be the best in your group, but it starts with believing in you, yourself, your plan, 
and uh, doing the little things every day that add up over time. Appreciate you all. I will catch you back here same time, same place next week.